You want, yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, would so you just, just let ahead. us be for yeah. a moment? Okay, forget about the show and <laughs> oh, happy hump day! Here. No, I know it's great, it's great to see two Hi, uh, everyone. Hi, two women musical, musicians, musically, yeah, connect like that. No, we just have a show to do, we don't usually get that from other women, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that was great, yeah, I, but we do have to oh, tune sorry. in now, yeah, so, um, yeah, all right, all right, fine. Yeah. So, uh, okay. how was everyone's Thanksgiving? Fabulous. I was, I was the Thanksgiving good. in the new house. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. Did you cook? I cooked. Did you? Yep, I cooked. All I your cooked. new stuff? Yeah. Did, do you have I made a, I made an oatmeal cake. Is that what you brought to our house? Yes. Oh my that, God, was that was one of so my new good. cakes for the holiday. Mm. So good. And it was a hit. It was a hit. So I'll, I'll be adding that to my repertoire. Collection? Yes. Mm. Yes. And I made... You know what? Um, We're going to be interviewing you one day because you're going to be like... I've decided to, yeah. <laughs> decided to start selling. I, I, I think you, no, you could call me, uh, let's see, I'll have another name. Maybe Betty Rocker or something. Betty, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Okay. Oops. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was great. We had, you know, I had my sister and her husband over and um, I, I, yeah, I ate. I didn't really eat as much as I thought I was going to eat. You know how mm. when you cook and you have all yeah. the food and then it's time to eat and you're like, eh. oh, so you got to prep yourself. I mean, I well. I trained for like three days in advance <laughs> to really get, you know, optimal well, eating in. So yeah, I, I that's just an area where I don't have to train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert I got, in that I got, area. I'm a master. <laughs> and I'm a, there's no training. I'm a bowl person. Like I, oh, I okay. eat everything in a bowl. Like I yeah. just mix it all together. You, oh, yeah. see, I don't everything. like my food touching. Um, I don't want oh, it to yeah, touch. Really? I'm the same. No, don't no, we cannot. How many times have I had you over for dinner? It, you never told me my that. food didn't touch. They you didn't, didn't notice. Oh but I didn't, my Why do you, like, you, you can mix them together? And I, you know, a regular plate is 
fine. I just don't. It, it doesn't. You're touch. one of those. Yes. Oh I am. my gosh. So I'm funny. sorry. The opposite I'm of that. My brother's like that too. Yep. I put it in a bowl. I don't even bother with the plate. Oh no. And yeah. you know, normally my nun's getting older, so she's not making you know pasta and mm-hmm. ravioli anymore. Just getting lazy. We're really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she. So she used to make pasta and everything. But that was like my favorite. I would take the pasta bowl uh-huh. with the pasta sauce left uh-huh. over, and then throw all the turkey and stuff in there. And that was. Oh, well, see that that best. sounds kind of good. It but, is but good. for the most part, it's nothing, turkey pasta. Yeah, right. It's the best. But nothing, it's a healthy part. Nothing <laughs> it. It'll touch when it goes down, uh-huh. but not before. I didn't oh, you're know missing that. out on all those flavors. So I'm gonna have to have like that. five different plates for you to <laughs> come over for dinner. Jackie, then. I've never, I've always been a nice host. I mean, guest. Yeah. So I've never said anything. No, so, I know you're right. You know, I just so eat the really. You just food. get up and go to the bathroom all the time. Now I know what you're doing. Spitting it out. My food touched. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, that's well, okay. Speaking of Thanksgiving, there was yes. this story that I saw, which I thought was really sweet. Um, there was, I, you guys have probably heard the story, but the homeless man, there was this homeless man in, uh, it was uh, Philadelphia. This woman, um, she ran out of gas on the oh, side yeah. of the road. Yeah. 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 And um, so I just thought sweet. the story was like the s- sweetest story. Really so this girl ran out of gas on the side of the road. It was late at night. Mm-hmm. Homeless man came up to her and he said, keep your doors locked. Mm-hmm. She get, got out of her car. He goes, get back in your car. Keep your doors locked. He wow. walked to the nearest gas station. He had $20 left on him. Oh and he and, and bought her gas and then yep. came and filled up He her. was a homeless vet. Yeah, he was a homeless veteran. Oh, he was? Yep. So, um, you know, following that, like, sh- you know, she didn't have any money on her at the mm-hmm. time. That's why he went and got it for her. And um, after that, her and her boyfriend, you know, they were really just touched by that. Like, he has nothing to give. He's a homeless man and he gave his last $20 to mm-hmm. make sure she could get home safely. Mm-hmm. And wow. so they... Um, you know, they would go and they dropped off food and clothes and gave him money and stuff. And they were like, they wanted to do something more. So they started to go fund me page. And, oh, my God. Jackie. Yeah. You won't believe how much money it so is. So their now. goal was $10,000. Yeah. And now they've raised over $365,000. Oh, yeah. Seriously? Seriously. Yes. So, so he's not going to be homeless. Nope, he's not going to be homeless. But today. he's giving back, though. He yeah, wants to that's give what a lot he said. of it away. He wanted to give, you know, he mm-hmm. wanted to do the same what, thing. Why is he homeless? Did they say, though? They said that he had a hard time. Like, he, he was a... Uh, Marine vet and he kind of had a hard time fell into drugs mm-hmm. and um, oh my gosh. but you know he and they showed pictures of him before you know um, before he kind of like fallen on hard times and um, oh. but you know he had cleaned up and you know oh it was my, just kind that's of that's a great story yeah it so it was like it was, I, I teared up when I read it it's I was a like, good oh, feel good story yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Nice it's yeah. Good <laughs> I know yeah. it was well and, and think about it his you know, somebody who doesn't have it mm-hmm. gives it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gives but away that what was, they have. They were just mm-hmm. so moved by that. So I thought that was so sweet. And they're like the, um, the couple that the, their name was Katie and Mark, and they're you know holding out to the fund so he doesn't you know to just make sure that it goes yeah. to the right places and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they're kind of. They they set it up for him and they've got like attorneys are, like involved. Like are they going to get a house and set well, up? Yeah, they'll probably think, get him a house. Yeah, I think they're yeah. doing all that. Mm-hmm. I think he, yeah. he. I think his family was from like New Jersey or something, so he was going to go back to New Jersey. Oh and, my gosh! Yeah, so it's just kind of a crazy. Yeah. Wow! In this crazy world, you know what? Good story. There's a lot of yeah. feel good stories. You know what? We're just wired to not look at those or yeah. focus mm-hmm. on the other mm-hmm. ones. But um, speaking of feel good stories, you know, there's a a lot of um, news. Um, Stories about Detroit, really yeah. good stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, really good. Overdue, yeah. 
you know, the attention that Detroit is getting right now. But like CNN had an article um, about a priest that was known as Detroit's miracle worker, who is, um, there was like a, there were 60,000 people at Ford Field a couple Saturdays ago um, to honor this priest who might be made a saint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's that called? The beatification. 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 Yeah. (laughs) So... And I, th- I think they've only had like three of those events in like the country Ever. or something. It takes yeah. a really long time to become a saint and you have to have miracles attributed to you. Yeah. And so the beatification is the beginning of the process when the Catholic Church has acknowledged that a miracle has happened that right. has been attributed to prayers made to that person. Right. And that's what they were saying. Was, but wow. in, in he was to become from a saint. Detroit, though. I think that's so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So that was one. But. So how does that work when they died, though? Because it is so – I don't know. What I think is interesting is how does that – like if you pray to that person knowing that they're not already a saint, are you doing it with the intention of this beatification in mind? Or like how do you even think to pray to this person that the church isn't telling you to pray to? Yeah. And then when something happens, how do you report that? Like I, oh, I, I don't actually know. But that is really interesting. That's a really interesting <clears throat> point. Oh, we need to get like a priest on yeah. to find out. <laughs> Nora, Nora's good. Oh, okay. Nora. And, <laughs> I know one. Know. <laughs> no, and, and some, some of the other um, attention that Detroit is getting is about um, that Lonely Planet magazine was in Detroit, and they um, uh, are recognizing Detroit as the best in travel top 10 cities. Um, Detroit was number two. And oh. it was the only city from the U.S. to make the list. Number one was a city in um, Spain. Wow, and that's great. They're talking about the um, the food. Yeah, uh, you know, different uh, types of mm-hmm. foods and mm-hmm. cultures, and and it's that it's becoming Detroit. the place yeah, to for sure. to be for good good food, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, on Sunday, also on the Food Network uh, show was uh, they were showcasing a bunch of different. Uh, restaurants in Detroit, but one of them was Bobcat's Bonnie's. Has anyone heard of I've that? I've never heard no. of it. I've never heard of it, but me you either. should have seen this breakfast that they oh. do. Breakfast. <laughs> oh, my, me the too. Day. I God. love breakfast. We're going to go. Love breakfast. We're going to go, but we they gotta go. did that. And then Entrepreneur Magazine, just real quick, also fe- did a feature on a guy named Mark Wallace who makes custom guitars out of the torn buildings in Detroit. Wow. It was that so your cool. Cousin? I know. <laughs> I, I have to be honest with you. I hope John's not listening because I, I ordered a couple T-shirts because I said Wallace. <laughs> it's your birthday present, Jim. <laughs> or not birthday, Christmas. But um, no, it was a cool story and these guitars are beautiful. So it, it was just so nice wow. to finally see all this attention on Detroit and it's all it's so much, really good they have stories. So it's so much it's about history. time. You know, I was um, talking to Jackie about uh, the jazz scene there. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Baker's, you're a huge jazz Baker's fan. Baker's Keyboard Lounge. Mm-hmm. I love that place. And, oh, where is that um, at? It's on uh, 8 Mile and Livinois, I think, okay. right there. And where I, do you go? You've gone to. Uh, I've gone to a couple, but Cliff Bells is Probably yeah, Cliff Bells is nice, too. I've never been there. I've been it's to Floods, so cool. which yeah. is across from um, from Greektown. Oh, very cool. And that's really nice. And that food is like to die for. So I love going mm. there. But Baker's is like the oldest jazz club in Detroit. Wow. Uh, some of the greats have been there. Ella Fitzgerald and you wow. know, oh, like wow. that. And um, it's just like a big. I, you know, it was in the movie Sparkle when they did the wow. remake. Oh, cool. You know, just just has like that history. And yeah. It, and it's, 
you know, just to look at it and be like, wow, that's right down the street. You know, I could get yeah. on the highway and go right down the street to it. And it's really, really nice. Well, and Tuesday night it, um, are the, uh, or is a fundraiser actually charity. Yeah. No fundraiser for Detroit Music mm-hmm. Awards. And mm-hmm. that's down in Detroit mm-hmm. um, at the casino. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be a musician to go to that. But if you love music, it's a great opportunity to network and help support it. Um, and then maybe we could step in to Baker's maybe. while we're down there. Maybe. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say one thing really, really quick, Jackie. Yeah. Um, you, could take, you know, you when could I was back to Thanksgiving, when I was yeah. when I was cooking and, you know, and I'm in, yeah. and I'm, you know, in my new house and just, you know, happy and smiling and cheese. Uh, and then I start thinking about my family and my friends in St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands. Oh, yeah. Um, they still don't have power. You know, oh slowly, slowly, but they a lot of them still don't. So I was thinking wow. about that and I was and it made me sad because I'm like, mm-hmm. here I am. You know, I have food and I can cook and, I, you know, yeah. I take all this for granted. Yeah. And, you know, I was just feeling really bad about it. And then my cousin called me who still lives there. Yeah. And she called me and she was saying she had to go to uh, this one restaurant where she was going to charge her phone up. Um, she can charge it from her car, but she was like, oh, I'm just going to go in there and have breakfast or whatever. And she goes in and it's really crowded and there was only one seat left. And she went over and there was two guys sitting there and she asked if she could sit and she sat and they were talking and back and forth and um, they left. Mm-hmm. And then this other guy came in and he sat down um, beside her and they were talking and he calls the waitress over and he says, I want to pay for her breakfast. Oh, my God. And the waitress says, well, you can. But the guy's already paid for it. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. So then he leans over and I guess like puts like twenty dollar hundred twenty dollar bills under her plate. Are you serious? And she called me and we're both boohooing on the phone. I oh was just gosh. like, you know, there's good people. Everywhere. So I just want to say thank you to those guys for being so sweet to my cousin at a time when she really, really needed that because she was like losing the faith and all that. So thank you guys. Wow. See, those are great stories. (laughs) I did. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, you know what else? One more. Just one more thing. Go ahead. So ABC Warehouse, we got a um, press release from Catalyst Media Company. And um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but, you know, Ford Field was remodeling. Mm -hmm. And then with Little Caesars Arena, Mm -hmm. do you know that they all, both those companies um, bought over 2,100 TVs and audio equipment from ABC Warehouse because they wanted to keep the business in Michigan. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That's another. That is really cool. Another good story. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good out there. Yes. There is. Yep. Well, we've got uh, a couple good things here. Yes, we do. We've got um, our wonderful guests. But before we yes. get there, we have to give a shout out to Tom Stewart Plumbing and Drain. They're servicing the Metro Detroit Tri-County area from leaky faucets to major plumbing repairs. Tom Stewart Plumbing can serve all your home needs. You can give them a call at 586 625 or you can reach them at TomStewartPlumbing.com. And if you need great branding but you can't afford a designer, you can be your own designer with the over 1 million who have joined Maker. They are a company who um, you can create your own professional-looking logos um, and branding materials at an affordable price. You can try it out today. Friends of the podcast get a free logo with code Nooner. That's N-O-O-N-E-R. Just visit www.maker.co slash Nooner to redeem your code. That's M-A-K-R dot C-O slash Nooner to redeem your code. And you enter Nooner, N-O-O-N-E-R, at checkout. 
And when change is the only constant, people and business must be built to adapt. That Moment is a new podcast about the pivot that changes everything. Moments that open doors for discovery and growth, but also bring the looming possibility of failure. Hear people's stories of taking risks and finding success in business and in life in the new podcast, That Moment, found wherever you listen to podcasts. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Our guest today says that she is sometimes a teacher and always a student. With a degree in voice performance from Oakland University, Maggie Coco has a lot to offer, not just to her students, but her audience as well. Her soulful voice and her passionate lyrics can captivate any audience. She is the front woman of Science for Sociopaths, and her gripping performances leave listeners crazy about her. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, Maggie. Yeah, stereo. <laughs> that's, that's the only singing we do. Yeah, that's the it. only chorus. I do that all the time. Yeah. I've just gotten accustomed to it. Like, I go, hello. <laughs> and people who know me just do it back at me now. And I'm like, okay. So we knew that. No. Um, well, welcome to the show. Thank you yeah, so much. Glad to have you. Let's start off with, uh, give us a little bit of the backstory of how you got into music. Um, so I... I uh, started writing songs when I was in second grade. I wrote my first song. It was about a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, <laughs> I, I've just always been compelled to write music. I don't even remember really writing that song. The only thing I remember about it is that I was made fun of mercilessly. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I continued to write poetry. I stopped writing songs after that for a little while because that didn't go so well. Um, and then I um, – so I wrote poetry for a long time and I was just um, – it, it was impulsive. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't something that I did consciously. Like, I'm yeah. going to write mm-hmm. this thing. Um, although I imagine that the song about the grasshopper must have been like a decision. I don't think I was ever that passionate about <laughs> <laughs> um, But um, yeah, it was just impulsive. And um, at uh, one point, I um, sort of met some people who were like, oh, this is this is great. And we're going to we're going to take you from here. And that's oh. when it became a real thing. Wow. Well, when did you realize you could sing? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Um, I I think I always just sort of knew that I could. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you come from a family of musicians or singers? Like, where where does that voice come from? Sort of. I mean, my grandparents have both been in the same church choir for fifty years. Mm. Wow. And um, so music was always a thing in my family. But I'm uh, my uh, grandfather was a saxophonist on my father's side. So my mother's side, um, both my grandparents were in choir for 50 years on my dad's side. My grandfather was a saxophonist in big bands. And then uh, my dad's a guitarist. And uh, I guess I'm the only like professional like pursue it this way singer. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got three sisters. None of them. Our musical. Okay. And it, it just became my thing. Wow. Do you play age. any Like, instruments? this is your thing. Wow. I do. I play yeah. a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school um, at OU for uh, music education and voice performance. And when you get a music ed degree, you're certified to teach K-12. You're certified to teach anything, mm-hmm. which, if you ask me, is ridiculous because <laughs> you're not going to become proficient in everything. But yeah. I had to become decent at everything. Wow. So I play a little bit of everything. Um, but I consider myself a utilitarian instrumentalist. 
I'm a singer by nature. And when okay. I pick up an instrument, it's to facilitate some sort of mm-hmm. need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to go to school for music? I, um, I was under the impression that my talent was enough to get me anywhere I wanted to go. Um, cause you just, you hear everywhere that, you know, music is a talent and you're born with it and whatever. And if you've got it, you've got it. Um, but my mother was under the impression that you need to have a backup plan. <laughs> so, yeah. Most um, mothers do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so our compromise was you can pursue music if you also are actually trained in it. So, um, I, had so you have good with me? Had I, you have any training before that point? Like, did you take lessons just growing the up? Typical or? stuff, school stuff. I didn't take any private lessons until I was like, okay, I'm going to college for this, and I have to do auditions. And so, wow. for the couple mm. months leading up to college, they were like, okay, you have to sing in a different language, and you have to do this. So there was oh, a wow. couple months of like intensive. You have to get into college. Wow. Work, but so are you that, are you glad that you you? took your mother's advice and, you know, went to school? I am because I wouldn't have realized that I have such a passion for teaching. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. teaching and I love working with kids. And I wouldn't have thought that because, Mm -hmm. I mean, my sisters and I are all the young – I'm in the younger group of three. And so we're all one year apart. And I didn't have any experience with younger kids Mm -hmm. other than just sort of being one in Mm -hmm. a group. And so I – I thought I didn't really like kids or I wouldn't like kids. You know? I was like, I'm a, I was of that mindset that you just sort of observed. I was like, I'm a performer. Show kids. Right, right. And I went to school for it. And it was uh, at first because it was my mother's condition. Mm-hmm. And then I, I became really passionate about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so, good. Yeah. So after school, how do, where are you at now with music? Um, I'm able to make a living uh, doing music full time. That's I'm, fantastic. I know, isn't it? That's great? fantastic. It, it's not so. That's the definition of success, it right is. there. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Um, I had to change my definition of success, honestly, to to feel like that was the thing. Because, like I said, I was really taken in by all of the stereotypes and and things like that. What was your? What did you have to change? Like, what oh, what did you think? Well, you know, I of course I thought you know your your talent is such that people will not be able to ignore it, and you will be shot to start. <laughs> Um, the yeah. minute the right person hears yeah. you. And that's uh-huh. just not how life works. But yeah, when right. you're a kid and that's the narrative that you're absorbing, yeah. you right. just it's the hard to let success. that go. Yeah. It's so hard to let that go. Right. And I'm really glad that I have because I'm a lot happier um, being able to recognize the successes that I have for what they are as successes, right. which I wasn't able to do for for the longest time. Right. Yeah. Um, so I make a living in music. I'm a music director at St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Gross Point. Um, and I love doing that. So what I get do you to do as a music a, director? Oh, I get to work with an adult choir. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a, an adult volunteer choir that I conduct and I write music for them occasionally. And so that's oh, wow. a different kind of composition that I get to explore and to teach people how to sing. And that's completely different from teaching children. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you do both? I do a little bit of everything. And I think that's what you have to do in in order to make a living as a musician. Right. But it also keeps things incredibly interesting. Yeah. Every single day is different. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's very cool. I don't ever start my day before 3 p.m. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, well, how late do you go? Awesome. <laughs> uh, it depends. If I'm doing a show, I might go as late as, you know, three yeah. in the morning. But so what do you mean you don't start before 3 p.m.? Well, I teach private lessons. 
Okay. For the majority of my teach children private lessons. So I can't start teaching until they get out of school. Oh, true. Right. So what do you do the first part of your day? That's awesome because I wake (laughs) up and I'm really refreshed and motivated. And that's when I work on my my passion projects. Oh, okay. So what what passion projects? I like what I do. So uh, my passion projects are are the music that I write for me, the stuff that could – um, theoretically catapult me into the direction of what yeah. I used to consider success. Mm-hmm. Right. That's my passion project. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm blessed to say that all of my stuff is, is passion, passion mm-hmm. oriented, passion right. projects, all of it's musical. Um, so I tend to wake up naturally around eight in the morning and then I just, I, I work out. It's really nice. <laughs> I work out and I, I work on my, whatever it is, marketing for my project or recording or whatever it is that I want to work on. I take a nap. I go to I go to teach for a That's while. That's a nice so nice. <laughs> and I make a living doing it. And they said you couldn't. And I am. That's fantastic. <laughs> that. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. That's interesting because, um, first of all, I love your blogs. Thank you. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, do, do the blogs come first and then you write songs you create songs from those or do you write songs and then you you do a blog i write songs and then i do the blog okay um and i i i'm working on becoming more disciplined it's it's an ever evolving yeah thing um but uh, especially and when you're new you're working me. for yourself it right difficult yeah to but be disciplined. i i i love that and it's not for everybody i get that working for yourself is not for everybody but it suits me to a t what made you decide to do a blog i mean what um, a dedication to authenticity mm-hmm. made me decide to do a blog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas I, I used to um, be signed with a label and they told me what to wear and what I should sound like and what I should say. Yeah. And um, since uh, the over the past three years, I, I, I left that label and went independent. And ever since then, I've decided what is it that I need to be fulfilled. You know, it started with changing my definition of success mm-hmm. and um, defining my priorities and my values and um, what was Im- important to me. And yes, you have to balance that with making a living. But, you know, th- again, that's that's the whole values thing. And. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. You know, you're, you're <laughs> so it's much. interesting because the, yeah. the blogs. I, I don't know if you saw the post that we wrote about you, but we did talk about how transparent you are. And it I'm is very through the, um, through the through the blogs. That's a and, conscious decision to be transparent, mm-hmm. um, mostly uh, not just to, to open myself to, to find find my real fans and to inspire people and to to bring people to me, but also to understand myself. Yeah, you seem to be on such a self-awareness type of journey. A self-awareness kick, too. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I wanted to, we're going to listen to, to um, the song Jane in just a minute here, but I did want to ask you about um, one of the uh, blogs was the Criteria for Contentment, yeah. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like as we're listening to you right now, like you – you're happy in where you're at. Like you, you. There, there seems to be clarity with where you're going. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a balance because um, I say that because I'm happy where I'm at because I know that tomorrow I'm going to be further 
towards my goal. Yeah. I'm not happy where I'm at because I want to stay here. Right. I'm happy where I'm at because I know that I'm making progress. I like that. Right. You know there's growth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because in the um, blog, it sounded like you were searching for contentment. Yeah. But... What what is contentment though? And that that was the question. Yeah, the is, that is, is the what is, that is the what is contentment? Right. Yeah. Right. You know, does it and, exist? Right, and mm-hmm. that's kind of some of the questions I I pose. Is uh, I mean, one of the things that I'm really trying to do with with my blog and my music is question my assumptions, question my indoctrination. So the things that I was taught or not taught, but just absorbed to believe right. this is the way things are. Right. I'm intent on questioning those things. Yeah, that's because I've, I I understand that you define your own reality. Right. Mm. Right. And that's kind of what Jane's about. Speaking of Jane. Okay. Well, speaking of Jane, we're going to listen right. to Jane right now. Yeah. And you wrote this. Right? I did. Yeah. Okay. Jane, you know it all so well that it can all go to hell so fast, make it last. And when you finally see that it comes back to me, don't cry, dry your eyes. The world is what you make, there's just so much you can take. And I thought that you'd know by I love you some way, somehow Jane, dear Jane Quit playing all your cards Making things so damn hard on yourself No one else is doing what you do Just be happy with who you are You're a star The light you shine on me And I thought that you'd know by now I've never had a single doubt That even if the stars don't shine where you are And even when you fall and take things too far I will love you, I will love you, I will love you Jane, dear Jane, that's all behind you now. You can make it somehow. You'll know where to go. And when you need to breathe, give the reins back to me. Don't cry, we'll get by. Your spirit and my will, we'll get back to what's real. And I thought that you'd know by now. You I cannot live without And even if the stars don't shine where you are And even when you fall and take things too far I will love you, I will love you, I will love you And even when you fall and take things too far Yes, even when the stars don't shine where you are 
Did you did you play the the guitar? In that? I didn't. Um, the utilitarian instrumentalist in me always hires people. <laughs> um, I I can play, but um, I uh, I'm not a guitarist. I would say I play guitar, but I'm mm-hmm. not a guitarist. Like there are some people who, when they pick up an instrument, it's like an extension of themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people, okay. and I know the difference. So mm-hmm. I always hire people for whom that is the case. That's well, great. Well, you you know, you seem like a really smart person. I, I knew that in the first place. But um, now, is Jane you? It is. It's cool for me that you picked up on that. I was really uh-huh. glad that um, you that this was your favorite that yeah, you wanted to that you wanted to share this one. This is actually a uh, a single take. It's not edited. Wow! Um, and really? I, yeah, and my uh, it, it's in post production right now. So I'm sure that if my guys tuned in, they're going to be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even done anything with that yet." But oh I just thought God. it was so Beautiful. appropriate awesome. for what we're doing. Yeah, um, here today. And, so, what was the inspiration behind that song? Tell us how that came about. Um, I find that I'm really motivated to write when I'm in distress. But it comes out very hopeful to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of that song as very hopeful. Mm-hmm. And it was a song that I wrote from me to me. Mm-hmm. It was me talking to the side of myself that just wanted to give up yeah. and saying, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah. you know that this always gets better. I felt that. Wow. How, how do you it. reignite the hope and hunger? in this journey um, when you do get into a funk because your um, blog on uh, tortured artists. Yeah. That was fascinating. <laughs> Thank you. That was so fascinating because I've, I've told, I've, I've asked Rocky a million times if there is a link between very creative people and um, depression. Mm-hmm. And after I read your, your blog, I started researching mm-hmm. it and there actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you, get yourself out of it. I don't know. You know, I I I in my blog I try not to give any answers mm-hmm. just to pose questions okay. and to say this right. is my experience with it. So with the tortured artist blog, I wasn't saying definitively there's a there's a link between these two things. I I have no right to say that definitively. Right. But there's I, plenty I of science links. behind yes, it. So though. I give yeah. links to the science mm-hmm. behind it and, right. and um the research that is out there and I just I posed the question is am I a I suffer from uh, major depression and PTSD? Mm-hmm. I say suffer from, um, but that's that's debatable, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I I don't think I'm a, um, a especially tortured person, mm-hmm. but I do know that my music comes from a place of pain mm-hmm. a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it comes, that pain comes across and sometimes uh, often it comes across like it does in Jane where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm feeling this pain, but I have hope. Yeah. Um, so when you write and you're going through that, you're, you're really writing for you then like, you know, do I you am. keep an audience in mind when you write? Like, do you think, well, this is the the type of audience I want. So I need to, um. Not usually. I don't really have much in mind when I write. Okay. When I might, when I write, it's almost like a, a trance-like state. It's um, 
like not a body experience yeah. when you're writing. Wow. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they, they usually... I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. usually happen very quickly. Mm-hmm. It just comes to me suddenly and I write it down and I, I don't always even know what I'm writing about. It's 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 almost like an out-of-body experience mm-hmm. and then I can sort of assess it after the fact and look at it. Did it take you a long time to write, Jane, or do you, you just sit no, down No, no. Uh, that one it. probably took me about 10 minutes. Wow. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Did you feel better after you wrote it? Mm-hmm. I did. I did because I was in the midst of this pain, (laughs) this Mm -hmm. emotional pain. And um, when I wrote it, I realized that I was telling myself that Mm -hmm. it was going to be okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. And what about when you perform that song? I always start sets with that song because you I do? feel I do because I feel like it sets things on the right tone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so what, when you're performing it, though, you don't feel the pain of when you first wrote it, like what you were going through. Does it take you back to it or, or, or no, you just perform it? and It sort of takes me back to the moment after I wrote it, the oh, moment I where I was analyzing it and going, OK, it's going to be OK. At some level, I know that it's going to be OK. Yeah. At like a deeper level that I'm aware of, you know, because yeah. with the whole tortured artist thing, there's the question of are you holding yourself hostage? Right. You know, and there's there's um, the the tortured artist thing is not something I came up with. It's an right. established right. stereotype. And I didn't so, know that until I <laughs> right. did so some you, research. You wonder if you're holding yourself hostage to this because in your mind, you're right. like, this is the way it is. Yeah. This is just the way it is. You're an artist and you're going to be tortured. And you're you're going to feel this yeah. pain. Yeah. And um, one of the, the things that I try to address in the blog is that, yes, I, I, I guess I do sort of fit this stereotype, but – I want to be progressing in everything. I don't want to be tortured forever. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. and I want to take my music with me. Right. So. Well, I like that that you don't want to be stuck cuz you 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 know, you have um some singers that are like that. They get in that that tortured genre and mm-hmm. they're stuck there and right. they just everything is torture. And I think sometimes yeah. too people feel especially creative people or artists mm-hmm. feel like they have to have the pain. Right, right. They have in to order suffer. To accept, right, to, right. You know. And I, I question that because I don't I don't want to suffer forever. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, I, I feel very deeply. I've always been somebody who feels very deeply and I've always been drawn to poetry and songwriting and um and other people's expression mm-hmm. of their of their emotions as it relates to mine, as I think everybody is. But yeah. to an extent that I've been compelled to write my own because I feel an emotion that I, I'm not sure anybody has ever articulated, and I'm sure they have. Mm-hmm. But um, whereas for a lot of people, they can just find the music or the the poetry or the book or whatever it right. is that says what they're already feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. For me, it's like I got to be more specific than that. I got to put yeah. this down. Right, right. Now, what what about people that are close to you when they read your blogs or or listen to your songs? Like, does your mom say, "Honey, are you okay?" <laughs> it, can be, it can be really hard for people who are close to you. Yeah. Um, like, how do you explain it? You don't. You don't explain it. You just um, you hope that your success and that the evidence of other people benefiting from your Mm -hmm. transparency Mm -hmm. is something that they can pick up on and respect because it's so hard for people who are close to you to see you being in pain and see you being honest about Mm -hmm. it. And people who who love you consider their role, whether it's appropriate or not, in being able to protect you from that. Right. You know, and you don't want them to hurt. But it's also like it's just my 
it's my mission to be this person for other people who might hear my music and go, oh, my God, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, this explains. Yes, this mm-hmm. is relatable. This explains what I'm going through. This makes me feel not alone. Yeah. But, at, you know, as a mom, I would think that would be some comfort to your mom to know that you're not holding it all inside and, and you that, know. That's true. I hope yeah. she's listening. That is a really good point. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Because you're you at least you're, you're so open about right. it. So what is your mission then with your music? Um, with my personal music, and I think this, this mission sort of crosses everything that I do with the, my work at the church and my work with students, is my, my mission is to be able to um, make music accessible as an outlet for other people, whether it's listening to my music and re- seeing, recognizing themselves mm-hmm. and saying I'm not alone, or it's a student where I'm giving them the tools with which to do what I do and mm-hmm. to put their own emotions on paper and to be able to as an outlet as an outlet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's so important to great. be able to give to other people right. um, what music has been able to do for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So where did you come up with the name Science for Sociopaths? Like what Good did that question. is that's your yeah. I'm assuming that's the passion project that you yeah. were talking about. Is mm-hmm. that the only passion project? I put everything into Science for Sociopaths. Okay. My blog is named Science yeah. for Sociopaths. And this is a relatively new thing for me, but I'm I'm really going all in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason is I um, <laughs> I don't want to depress your listeners. Um, <laughs> I I had a very unfortunate circumstance where I um, I was sort of born into an unfortunate circumstance where my father is a sociopath and also mm. a musician. And a manager, and he managed me for years. And by the t- when I left, I had to leave. Um, it was after years and years of abuse and control and manipulation. And when I left, I had to leave everything that I'd ever done behind mm-hmm. and wow. start over. And that gave me the perspective, though, to do science for sociopaths. It gave me the perspective to approach things the way that I do to to be dedicated to authenticity and all this stuff. Um, that I that wow. I've already talked about. So it's not a it's not a happy story, but it's gonna have a happy ending. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say that. Yeah. And I you, you know I I I'm so happy for you because you you've overcome you know all of this like what you just said. I mean I had right. no idea, but <laughs> you, look look at you now. I mean how and, and you're just gonna keep going. I I right. feel that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's been three years, and sometimes mm-hmm. I kick myself for things not moving faster than they have. But um you you can only that's like what i say in the song is you can only do what you can do and right. the fact that you're doing it is enough yeah right right that's true wow, so that's so true so yeah. what was the can i ask what was like the moment or the epiphany or the pivot that made you recognize what you what your situation was and that you had to leave it it was cumulative it was really hard um, there were so many things that had happened. One of the things was um, that people that had been brought into my life that at one point by, by my father, because he was very controlling, people that had been brought into my life at one point were the best thing that had ever happened to us. And then within months, they would be criminals and I should never talk to them again and whatever. Oh. So this had happened over and over again. Yeah. And then um, the thing that really like this had all been building up. And mm-hmm. then the last time that I ever saw my father. I was afraid that he might actually kill me if I didn't. Oh my god! Wow! Wow! 
So how did you, when you made that decision to break away from that, like how I would imagine you had to have been rock bottom, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how did you rebuild and reinvent yourself? I should I should amend my oh, yeah, to um, I sort of delayed rock bottom. Okay. Where I, I was not not in denial anymore, but sort of in this place where I was like, well, this is just a test and this is I'm going to do everything that I ever planned to do, but um, I'm going to do it all on my own without questioning any of these assumptions, any of these um, uh, the indoctrination, even though I was taught a lot of the things that I knew by my father who I knew was ill. And it took me. Mm. Um, and if you wonder if I hate him or anything like that, I don't. I feel bad for him. I feel like he has a mental illness and he couldn't have done anything different than what he did. And mm-hmm. it, it sucks for me, but I'm doing better than he is at this point, wow. in my opinion. Um, and I I was in um, just like uh, this mode where I was just going to keep going without actually addressing mm-hmm. my emotions what or letting anything sink in. Almost like yeah. a fight or flight kind of yeah. 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 situation. It wasn't until a year later, a year after everything happened, when I became suicidally depressed. I ended oh, up in the wow. hospital and I just I didn't have a will to live anymore. And um I'd written Jane around that time. I was really str- like I had wow. all the I had hope, but it was also just falling from me really yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um so it was it was rough, and I I don't know how I got here other than just putting one foot in front of the other. Wow. wow. No kidding. You're but you have amazing. a lot to offer yeah, yeah, kids really especially. Yeah. Wow. I hope so. I hope so. I, I, I feel – maybe I'm looking too much into this and I'm too confident, but I feel like even in, in the kids that I work with, most of them come from really fantastic families, I'm able to see things that they struggle mm-hmm. with and to – address them in mm-hmm. a non-intrusive way with them through their music by mm-hmm. finding songs that I think are going to speak to them and stuff like that. And I, I'm i a, a big advocate of music as an education in emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It is a healer. It is. Wow. Wow, that's, that's fantastic. Such... I mean, it, not fantastic, but... <laughs> I know. Just, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> the strength not, is amazing. The it strength. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, just want to hug you. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Okay, after the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys okay. are all... All right. Uh, gosh, it, I wasn't expecting that story, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, yeah, but she's but transparent. But it does make... And I appreciate Well, then when you read the blogs, now it kind of really all ties it all in. So, And I'm working on being more transparent. I'm not... As transparent in my blogs as I'd like to be, there's a little there's a little bit of fear. Well, you know, sure, there's a fear. I think of, there's a lot of as fear. As an artist as well, I have I'm so guarded, you yeah. know, and just what I post and what I put out there. Like I feel like that's been one of my and even in my writing, like I am always metaphorical about things. I hate saying things, you know, bluntly. Like how do you find the strength and the courage to be so open and just be so transparent? Because I think that is. That is just such a it's huge, an amazing it really yeah it's an gift. amazing thing to be able mm, yeah. to just Good have question. the strength to, to be so transparent to me is incredible. Thanks. I mean, with anything, yeah, really, mm-hmm. not just music, but and, just putting you know, yourself out there, right, going exactly. and your emotions. Yeah, and how your do you do that? I tell myself that I've already faced anything that's worth being afraid of. <gasps> wow. Yes. Mm. Yep. So. 
Wow. I was th- before you even said it. I was just <laughs> going to say she's she's already done, yeah. And if there's wow. anything worth doing in this world it's helping somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I you know, know for sure so. somebody's listening right now that you definitely just helped. changed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <clears throat> I know for sure. So what do you <laughs> think your calling is then? Um I don't I can't say for sure. Um I'm still trying to get over the notions that I was the 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 success the things that I was raised to believe are success. So mm-hmm. I was raised with the notion that anything less than you're going to be the next John Lennon is mm-hmm. failure, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah, right. right. Oh, right. but mm-hmm. it was so yeah. hard to get over that notion mm-hmm. and to yeah. start appreciating things that I did on a daily basis mm-hmm. as successes. Right. Um. And so my goal is to empower myself and I've found that as I empower myself I'm empowering other people yes. right wow. it's a right. win-win definitely. for everybody absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. wow well let's listen to fool me once oh okay right. before we one. listen to fool me once I just it's not all my songs managed to be really upbeat so you started with the most <laughs> upbeat one and this one is about um so um like I said my my father was abusive and so I went through um some relationships after that mm. where and I'm sure this again something relatable I'm just being open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started dating people that had similar right. issues to my Which father. Because you do. trying yeah, that's to normal. fix it. That's I was, normal. I wanted to fix yeah, it. That's and I felt like I'd failed my father and I wanted to fix it and I wanted to date men, not consciously, but I was dating men that had similar issues because I thought I could fix it. Mm-hmm. And you can't. You right. Can't. Um, so this is, song is called Fool Me Once and it's about dating a um, – uh, um, well, leaving a man with alcohol problems. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Took the bottle to the heart. I should have known that this would smart. Then you gave me all your heart. Promised we would never part. Should have called it from the start. You promised me just love, no games. For me once and you're to blame. I gave it all, it was a shame Now I'll never be the same For me once, yeah, you're to blame And every night you help me oh, I gave you my love completely oh, I never held it back Now my love's under attack Here's your heart, I want mine back You kept me hanging on your lies I should have seen it in your my love is your disguise And I was nothing but a prize Ain't it crazy what love buys And I'd have given you the world Every day I was your girl When we met the rumors swirl Now the spinning makes me hurl Cannot stand how this unfurled And every night you held me oh, I gave you my love
That's awesome. Oh my gosh. gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to see you sing that one. I Nora. know. <laughs> I'm singing that no. one on Saturday at uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. Are you? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Tell us yeah. what's going on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday is the Dr. Nandy Coat Drive. Yeah. And um, a couple years ago, I was part of that. And then I, I changed my name. I was actually the Maggie Coco Band at first. And then I was like, you know what? That is not what this project is mm-hmm. you know and i didn't want it to be so focused on when you when you go by your name and you're a female there's this expectation of what you're going to wear and what you're going to look like and just and i i wanted to evade that by doing the um city and color thing mm-hmm. and um go find a band name right. so that i could be anything as far as anybody was yeah. concerned this right. could be a band of five people right mm-hmm. you know and right. what really mattered was the concept behind mm-hmm. it um, so changed it to Science for Sociopaths, and last year they were like, we don't know who you are. So they didn't have us on the thing, even though we did really well as the Maggie Coco yeah. band the year before. And then this year they were like, oh, we know who you yeah. are. And so they, You're not they, really a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's interesting because that this um, band name really appeals to some people. And I think it appeals to most people after they, they understand the, the concept right. behind it. But they're such strong words right. that sometimes people are like, oh, I'm frightened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's 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 uh it's been a, a over a year now and um we're we're I say we but it, it's me. <laughs> Do you have a team of people that you're working with? Or? I um I mostly hire people for stuff and I, I mm-hmm. pay people what they're worth and I'm I'm really but I'm really cautious because of my my past experience with right. um criminals. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm really cautious about bringing people on, but that's actually one of my New Year's resolutions: mm-hmm. is to start finding people and and um, what what kind of people, people do my you project. need on your team for to oh, make your project Lord. happen? Well, um, first of all, I need me at my best self, and mm-hmm. that sounds like a given, but it's not. Like part of my my. Um, uh, New Year's resolutions is like to address my mental blocks. Like, so one of my mental blocks was I was always told you're a musician, you're not a business person, mm. and those those two personalities are completely different, and so you can't do both. Mm-hmm. And um, even though I've been pretty successfully doing both, both yeah. for yeah. the past couple of years, mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm not a business person. And so um, my first thing in terms of building my team is actually addressing those mental blocks yeah and the other thing is to actually bring in people for whom these things are are what they do right so um online marketing i'm not a big fan of technology i'm a big fan in terms of what it can do but in yeah. terms of making it work for yeah. me my spirit animal oh man i'm with my people um so um and really just anybody who believes in in the mission yeah mm-hmm. is fine with me you yeah. know and whatever you can bring to it you don't even have to know what your skill is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, might know right. somebody mm-hmm. you jackie always, <laughs> jackie me, always know knows somebody, somebody. yes yeah, um, okay so me. saturday um you're at the hard rock saturday, what, what hard rock. You um this event is it's a great event it's it's Providing coats and you can bring yeah. gently used coats or you right. can provide new ones um, for people of Detroit, the homeless and the the. Um, so it's not just for kids. The coats. It's, it's not for just for kids. It's right? for anybody okay. who really needs okay. it. Okay. Um, and the event goes from uh, three p.m. to nine p.m. Okay. My set is from six thirty to seven fifteen. 
Okay, mm-hmm. and um, you don't pay to get into the event, right? Nope. The, you bring a coat, though, you or a coat. you can make a cash donation. Or you can make a cash donation. Right, and oh, I yeah, think yeah. I think they said like $25 buys, like, I thought it said like four coats or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Maybe, maybe I read that wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I um, can't verify. Okay, and then <laughs> Simon's After... Simon's After Dark is where I am on December 8th, and that's going to be a really cool lineup. It's got um, uh, four bands on it, um, including Science for Sociopaths. They're all um, very different, but incredible local bands. It's got Afuera, um, Wonderbox, um, Science for Sociopaths, and Nina and the Buffalo Riders. Um, All really great local acts. And if you're not somebody who's really taken the time to check out local talent, it's overwhelming mm-hmm. in Detroit it's phenomenal. and, and yeah. underreported. I so agree with please, you there. I agree please come. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, now, are you working on an EP or an album? I'm working on um, – I haven't decided how I'm going to release – these songs yet, but I have eleven songs in post production right now, including Jane, which you which you mm-hmm. heard uh, okay. um, earlier in the show, um, and um, I'm starting a Patreon page. So my goal is um, while I'm I'm still working my mission, doing all these other things in the Detroit area, working for the church and teaching private lessons. My goal is to get to the point where I've got a monthly income from this, such that I can do a little bit less of everything else mm-hmm. and start doing writing more and putting out more blogs mm-hmm. and talking more about my experiences and doing more in this vein that I are things that I think I are unique to me that I can mm-hmm. bring to the good, culture. Good for wow. you. Well, congratulations. Yes. I mean, so really. Amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Such it an is. incredible woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we're going to have you back. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, we really are. We have to follow this journey because yeah, uh, you're going to do, we some do. Big And that's things. good. Change that's what, another lives. thing that I'm doing is making mm-hmm. sure that I've got people following and things yep. like that so that I can be held accountable. Right. You right. know, I'm right. holding myself accountable mm-hmm. to this. This is, yeah. you know, this is going to get better. Well, you're fantastic. And yeah. your music's fantastic. I think so you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, the definition of success is sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. But we have to finish right here with our fortune cookies. Yep, fortune cookies. Okay, so you were going to forget, and I was like, no, 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 I'll let you do these, Rocky. Why don't you explain to Maggie how that works? So we toss our cookies. (laughs) Sure. Literally, after the wine. As one does. Um, Yeah, we can shout, look it up. Uh, No, we toss the cookies in whatever way the prongs face. That one's broken. We don't want that one in there. Um, Whatever way the prongs face means that fortune was meant for you. So I got to grab enough here. And she's got to toss them. And that one is definitely yours. This one's okay. yours. This one was definitively mine. Yes. Yep. So you want to go ahead? Yep. And then we are going to close the show today with Still Roll. Still Roll. Still Roll. And that is by Maggie Coco. And your sites are what? How can people get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me at scienceforsociopaths.com. You can go to Facebook backslash Science for Sociopaths. And when in doubt, GTS, Google that stuff. Okay. Science for Sociopaths. All right. Great. Okay. Go ahead, Rocky. Mine says, you will enjoy good health. That is your form of wealth. Oh, wow. Those chocolates. <laughs> you ate three of them already, didn't you? I had one. Go ahead, Maggie. What is your say? I'm liking this one. This says, you will reach the highest possible point in your business or profession. Yes, oh you will. Gosh. Yes, Ooh, I agree. Wow. I agree with you that. You need to put the date on there. Uh-huh. I do. That's, uh-huh. what, that's what I do Frame with mine it, when everything. I like them. Yeah. Go ahead. Mine says, traveling this year will bring your life into greater perspective. No, mm. you can't go anywhere. I'm going to Japan. Oh, I love traveling. Oh, you are? When are you going to Japan? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> You've well, I've been, been there, there before, yeah. but okay. my niece is there now. Her oh. husband. Thank you. So I'm going there. 
Uh, mine says you're going to have a comfortable old age. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm tearing this up. This is bullshit. You're not tearing that up. This I is am, a good one. No. What's wrong with you? I don't want to talk about old age. <laughs> That's a good one. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, charming friendship is in the making. Oh. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. All right. So this was Maggie Coco on today. And we're going to close the show with Still Roll. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Thanks for having me. And happy hump day. Happy hump day. Two. I still roll, but I ain't having fun. I still roll, but I ain't having fun. I still roll, but I ain't having fun. See. Get it back someday